Hi, and welcome to another Healthy You podcast. I'm your host, JT, and with me today in the studio is Tillman, running the sound effects and music board. Say hello, Tillman. Hello. (laughs) What is that, Adele? Very nice. And of course, I've got with me today the man who is redefining the term business casual. It's DJ. What, what is that supposed to mean? You don't you don't like my sweatpants? Oh, I like them. I like them. I, in fact, I think we need to normalize mm-hmm. sweatpants, mm-hmm. at least in the studio. Yeah. I want to be my true self here in the recording studio, JT. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I got to wear sweatpants. What can I say? That's right, DJ. You, more than anyone I know, are built for comfort, and and I support you in that. Um, Thank you. Can we just decide? Can we, as a as a as a podcast team here, decide no tank tops? Those are off limits. Okay, no tank tops. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, good. So we got that out of the way. Now today's episode, we are of course kicking off a new year of healthy you, and we are excited to continue sharing ways you can improve the health of your mind body, wallet, and communities. Uh, I'm so excited. And JT, with a new year comes the opportunity to make some changes and improve yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we both want to work on this year is improving our resilience. That is so true. And this time of year is when many of us need it the most. It's cold outside. Uh, We're coming down off the highs Mm. of the holiday season. And it's so dark all the time. (laughs) It's so dark. And so early, and I find myself getting ready for bed like at 6 p.m. every night. My family ate dinner at 4.30 last night. <laughs> last night? That's yesterday afternoon. I know. I know, man. I know. Think it's a, We're in a bad way, <laughs> you know, and this is this is why we need to increase our resiliency. It's getting tough. It's getting yes, tough and when we talk resiliency, we are usually talking about Mequilibrium, one of the many resources provided to employees by RTX. Oh my God, are we talking with Dr. Chate, the thunder from down under? <laughs> oh man, I need to put on some nicer pants, I think. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, and while it's true that when we talk about EQ, we're usually talking to the great Dr. Chate, the chief knowledge officer at Equilibrium, right. and a near and dear friend to us and the show. But today, DJ, we have with us another cohort of Dr. Chate, Alana Fink, and she's MeQ's Executive Director of Content and Learning, and she leads the team that creates the content in the MeQ program. So Tillman, let's get some fanfare and a round of studio applause for today's guest. Welcome to the show, Alana Fink. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Alana, you also lead the live training division at MeQ with our buddy, Dr. Chate. Now tell us, does he mention us often or, you know, just occasionally? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much every day. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) He speaks to you very fondly. (laughs) That's good to hear because if he hadn't mentioned us, the interview was going to be over. (laughs) Just kidding. So since you're new to the show, Alana, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you've dedicated yourself to improving people's resilience. Like you said, I'm the executive director of content and learning at Equilibrium, which means that myself and my team create all the content inside the program. And we also create all the live trainings for all of our customers around the world. Yeah, I'm also a board certified health coach. So, I mean, I feel like I get the privilege of sharing the skills of resilience, well-being and health with people around the world. That's great. And, you know, growing up in school, uh, we're taught a lot about physical 
physical wellness, but not a lot about emotional wellness, which is just as important, right? It's just as important. I always like to think of it as like three legs of a stool. (laughs) And if you only have one leg, you know, you're not balanced. So, you know, I believe that I have the privilege of sharing these essential skills that we all need. And there's also a very personal reason why you got into this. Tell us a little bit about that. I am a breast cancer survivor for years. Yay. That's incredible. Very healthy, uh, doing amazing. But, you know, I, I know I would not be where I am today without the skills of resilience. You know, I had to put them to the test through the core parts of my treatment when there was so much uncertainty and stress. So I definitely have put those skills to the test and I know and I know they work. And I, I know that passion comes through uh, in my work, which I also love. Oh, that's so good to hear that you're doing better. And, you know, everyone at MeQ is so lucky that you you know, work so hard to share what you've learned. Um, On this podcast, we've talked about resiliency a few times, um, but it's probably good to give the listeners a little refresher or if we have some new listeners, uh, tell them all about resiliency. So, um, you know, a lot of times people think it's just, you know, having grit or, you know, toughing things out. But it's a lot more than that, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, a lot of people do when they think of resilience, they think it's that kind of grit to get through. And and it is that. Sure. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's you know, it equips us with the skills to be able to, you know, bounce back from challenge and difficult things. But that's not all that these skills teach us. You know, they don't just get us to zero. The skills of resilience can actually help us thrive and move forward in our lives, which I always think is so powerful and empowering. Yeah, it's really, it's really more of a state of mind. Uh, Yeah. And so in resilience, we like to say in equilibrium, resilience is a state, not a trait. So it's not something you're born with or not born with. It is a learnable set of skills that anyone can learn at any point in their life. And we're going to talk about a couple of them today. And Resilience has been studied for over 25 years, and it breaks down into sort of core factors, seven core sort of habits or factors. And those include things like emotion control. This is a very core part of resilience, and that's our ability to control our emotions in times of stress. And something we call impulse control, which is kind of the flip side of that coin. It's our ability to control our actions in times of stress, right? We're not firing off that text or that email, right? We get sort of that control. Uh, And things like causal analysis, which is just a fancy word for our ability to be able to problem solve, which is so important to sort of approach and be able to get through any challenge we've got going in our lives. Self-efficacy, which is akin to self-confidence, realistic optimism, being able to see, uh, you know, see our way through something with some optimism and realistically, empathy, and of course, purpose. Okay, while you were, while you were talking, I actually jotted these down. So we've got emotion control, impulse control, um, casual analysis, which is, I think, like examining DJ's wardrobe. No, it's it's causal analysis. Oh, right. Okay. So Let fix me that fix notes, that there. Yeah. Um, we have self-efficacy, realistic optimism, empathy, and purpose. And we know those are all incredibly important. But beyond those seven core factors of resilience, MeQ also hones in on the different 
thinking styles people have and how those might drive stress. So can you tell us a little about these thinking styles? Sure, yeah. Well, let me turn it back to you you guys. How many thoughts on average do you think we have per day? Uh, so thoughts about just just anything? Huh. Yeah, a hundred, mm. a million, a bajillion. I'm going to say a hundred thousand. Nice, I like that. See, I was going to do the prices right and just go with one dollar. But I don't think that's how this game works. Um, no. So I'm just going to double DJs and say 200,000. Nice. Well, I like I like you guys are actually pretty close. We have on average 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Oh, I was close. Dang it. See, DJ was too high. I should have gone with one thought. But one. <laughs> that's not how this game works. <laughs> okay. So 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. Yeah. And 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you had yesterday. Really? And the same thoughts you had the day before, and the week before, and the month before, even the year before that. 90% of our thoughts are the same day to day because there's too much information coming at our brains at once, so our brain takes shortcuts to process that information, and those become habits in the way we think, and we call those kind of thinking styles. And one last little data point for you. So 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, 90% of our thoughts are the same day to day, and 85% of those thoughts are negative. Oh no, that's that's not good. <laughs> so, why is that? Because, you know, that kept us alive when we were being chased by saber tigers. You know, we could spot a threat and run. We don't need that capacity today so much, but we're still wired that way. So, you know, we really need to understand these sort of habitual thoughts we have, these thinking styles, so we can sort of mitigate for that. Because of these built-in negative thoughts, uh, it can be a struggle to practice being resilient in your day-to-day -day life. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a little older, like myself, um, <laughs> you might wonder, is it too late to, you know, change and to improve how resilient you are? You know, am I too stuck in the, in the ways of thinking and the way I cope with stress to change, you know? And it, look, here's the question, Alana. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> yes, in fact, you can, which is it's a good thing. Yeah, no, it is never too late. It's never too late to build your resilience, to learn these skills. The really cool thing about our brains is that they are, you know, very pliable. We can actually create new neural pathways in our brains, you know, by practicing simple techniques, you know, one of which I'm going to share with you today. But we can practice simple techniques even like gratitude, thinking of three good things that happened in a day, you know, things like this. This helps us pave new pathways in our brains to be more resilient, to be more positive, to help manage stress and things like that. Now, you mentioned some techniques that exist that can help us get better. And Alana, on this show, we love a good technique, don't we, DJ? We do. We do. So can you can you tell us a few? Well, today I want to share one of our sort of core techniques, a core technique to build resilience and build emotion control that one of those factors or habits of resilience we talked about a few minutes ago, that ability to control our emotions in times of stress, which really helps us control our stress. And this is uh, called the trap it, map it, zap it technique. I love a trap it, map it, zap it. I love to say trap it, map it, zap it. <laughs> love it, right? It's a very catchy name for a, actually a really powerful technique that can help us manage chronic stress 
day-to-day stress, you know, really be able to become more resilient to the uncertainty, the changes that flow through our life, feel like we have more control. A lot of us feel like stress happens to us. But stress is actually our reaction to what happens to us. And we actually have a very high measure of control over that. And the Trap It, Map It, Zap It technique is one of those techniques that helps us take back that control. Okay, I like that. Trap It, Map It, Zap It. Let's uh, let's break it down for the people. Let's go step by step. What is What does Trap It mean? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first you want to trap it. You want to trap that emotion. And do, do you know, tell me, you guys, if you ever, have you ever noticed that you feel sort of like the heat of anger, maybe even get flushed in your cheeks or, or your chest, right? Right? Or you that heavy weight of sadness. You know, you, you actually feel like there's like kind of a weight on your shoulders. Or, you know, you've seen a picture of somebody looking sad and they're kind of, they're almost like slumped over, right? Like we feel that weight of it. Or that sort of uh, tightness of anxiety. Maybe you feel tight in your shoulders or your jaw or your stomach even, right? So we tend to feel emotions before physically in our body before we even know what we're thinking. So we want to kind of use the power of the pause and kind of like trap it. You know, you want to try to trap that emotion. It's like, oh, wait a second. Wait, what am you know, what am I? I think I'm I think I'm feeling some anxiety right now. You know, for me, I always like tight jaw, tight shoulders. You know, I'm an anxiety person. So I always know that's my first indicator before I even know what I'm thinking that like, okay, yep, the anxiety is creeping in. So you want to trap the emotion. And then you want to map it. Every emotion is tied to a specific thought. So you want to map it to the thought. So, oh, okay, here's my anxiety. Wait, what am I thinking? Okay, oh my God, you know, I'm so worried. My boss hasn't gotten back to me. I think they hate my idea and this was really important and what have you. So you want to map it to that thought, uh, that, that specific thought that's driving your stress. And then you want to zap it. You want to re what we call reframe or rewrite that thought to be more realistic. You know, a lot of times our thoughts, as we talked about a few moments ago, are very habitual. Uh, They're usually pretty inaccurate. We like to go from zero to 100 or A all the way to Z. So we want to kind of ask ourselves, self, is that thought accurate? And oftentimes it won't be. And how could I rewrite that thought to be more accurate? Okay, well, I haven't heard back from my boss yet, uh, but it's you know only been a couple of hours. You know, I know they're busy. I'm sure I'll hear back soon. You know, and if the thought is accurate, you know, we've been through some tough times the last couple of years with the pandemic at all. How could you take back control of that stress and rewrite that thought anyways? You know, like, hey, I've been through some tough times, but... I can get through this time too. So trap it, map it, zap it. Now, what I like about trap it, map it, zap it, or TMZ as I like to call it, is that it's it's really easy. You know, with some practice, the process, you know, might end up only taking a few seconds. And, you know, the hardest part is just making it a habit and to, you know, actually do it when you feel stress and anxiety coming on. So TMZ is quick and easy. Love it. But I know there are some other techniques that might take a little more time and effort to build up to. So what are some of those? Yeah, yeah, of course. I have such a big smile on my face right now, if you could see when you were saying how, uh, you know, how easy it is for Trap at Mavid Zab, because that's true, that it's just with a little practice, you can just do it, you know, 20, 30, however many times a day you need to catch that stress. Yeah, some of the other things that we love uh, that are real simple ways we can build our resilience and manage our stress and bring more positivity in our life, 
one technique I love, which I mentioned a moment ago, is called Three Great Things, where you just think of or write down three good things that happened in a day. Now, the problem is that we tend to skip over those things. You know, we tend to default to the negative and those sort of good things that happen throughout the day just kind of get left in the wayside and we're not savoring them and we're not recognizing them. And so techniques like three great things just force our brain to kind of pause and remember and recall the good things happening. And when you do that, you start to actually notice more good things happening and it really starts to be this, uh, um, powerful way to increase positivity in our in our lives that can have a really amazing impact and you can do it during dinner with the family journal in the morning or just think about it at night or whatever works for you it's one I love yeah we talked a, a little bit about this with Dr. Chate last time and one thing I do with my family is go around the table at dinner and go through the highs and lows of the day what are three things that might have gone wrong that day and then you know, we can talk about that, help them navigate through that, or maybe just sympathize with them. Um, and then we do three great things that happen that day. And what's cool is that even on a lazy Saturday where we just sit around the house and we didn't do anything, it's perfectly fine for the high for that day to be, it was a lazy Saturday where we just sat around the house and didn't do anything. A hundred percent. And you just bring up such a great point around uh, finding those silver linings, finding those positive things. As we get older, as we as we grow as adults, we tend to like make the raise the bar continually on what that you know has to be. This big vacation, fancier, or like a night out at a great restaurant or whatever it is. But we want to. What we really want to do is size it down. Keep getting smaller and finding those little miracles, those little joys in the everyday because they're right there for us. I love that. Love that. Another technique that I love and I use and talk about all the time is really just uh, taking some deep breaths. It's very, it's very simple. We have our breath with us 24 seven, 365. And I don't know if you've ever noticed or have ever experienced yourself that oftentimes when we're stressed, we actually don't breathe. Right. Right. That's weird. <laughs> so what happens when we do that is that we're actually uh, triggering our stress response because we're not breathing and that's telling the body we're stressed and then we're stressed and then we're not breathing and we're stressed. And so then we're in a stress cycle and we can cut that short. We can cut that off simply by taking a few long, slow, deep breaths. So you don't need to be in a med meditation because not everybody is, but you can use your breath to help you manage your stress. So one breath that I love, it's called the four, seven, eight breath and that's actually been studied on those with anxiety and it's been shown to reduce anxiety with as few as three to four rounds of it and you just breathe in through your nose for a count of four and you hold for a count of seven and then you exhale through your mouth making kind of like a whooshing sound like for a count of eight. And we want to try to extend the exhale. That's where the magic happens is the exhale. So even if you can't make it to eight counts, just give yourself some time and you'll you'll just start to end up sort of extending that exhale. And that's when it kicks in the body's relaxation response. So that's just a really easy, simple way we can control our stress and get ourselves out of that stress response. I know another big part of practicing resiliency is surrounding yourself with people who support you believe in you uh, you know it can help you grow is that part of the me q philosophy as well definitely definitely yeah great great point and great question 
uh, yeah, a big part of resilience is around connection, exactly what you're talking about, and fostering and nurturing those connections in our lives. And, um, you know, it's just so incredibly powerful. I think one of the longest going studies, that Harvard Health Study, you know, shows the secrets to happiness and the secret to happiness. You know, they've looked at everything from money to, you know, to whatever. And and the, the answer is in connections with people in community. And it is such an incredibly important piece. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're nurturing those connections, you know, in our personal life and in our professional life. And, you know, I think, especially now when we talk about the workplace with many of us are hybrid, some of us are remote, some of us, some of us back in the office, you know, this is a whole new way of working that we haven't experienced before. And a lot of those connections that used to come more easily are harder to come by. And we need to be a little bit more intentional about being like, hey, how was your weekend? You know, how are the kids? What's going on? And having those, you know, moments where we're connecting with each other in that flow of work. Yeah, you talked about being intentional. So does MeQ help us build these skills into like a routine, you know, to help us make these practices a part of our daily life? 100%. 100%. You know, resilience, like you said, is a practice, uh, just like anything else. And we need to find, you know, ways to incorporate it into the flow and the days of our lives. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, and Equilibrium supports that. There's so many. We have over, I think, over like 150 activities, little quick things you can do in the in the app and the product or on the, on the desktop, on the website. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of blog posts, skill building, videos, whatever you, you know, we got, we got it for you. So lots of little ways and you can save and favorite the things that you love and make those party routine. I love all these skills that we've been talking about. Uh, JT and I have definitely used some of these. I really like the four, seven, eight breathing technique. I'm definitely going to you know, add that to my toolbox. Um, But I'd love to hear, and I think, you know, the listeners would love to hear, Alana, what techniques do you use on a daily basis? And, you know, what your daily resilience routine looks like? Uh, I am, I have a dedicated morning routine, a morning practice. You know, the way you start your day sets the tone for your day. You know, so we, I really feel strongly there's, um, there's wonderful evidence around that. You know, if we start our day, you know, we haven't even gotten out of bed yet. We're rolling over, we're grabbing our phone, we're on social, we're on email, we're on, you know, news feeds, and we're already in the stress zone, right? So let's be a little bit more intentional about how we start our day. You know, that's been really important to me. So I have a, I have a morning routine that I do, whether I have just a couple of minutes or, or 20 minutes, I'll sort of pull from my toolbox, but it includes journaling, which I absolutely love. And I use that to, you know, manage worries and to practice gratitude. And so I have sort of those two parts to it. I do stretching in the morning. uh, And then I do a quick meditation for me just to, uh, you know, again, manage my stress and manage my anxiety. I practice trap it, map it, zap it, of course, throughout the day to manage those thoughts. And yeah, and we do win list or similar to you, uh, Rosebud Thorne, kind of similar highs and lows or wins for the day uh, with the family around the dinner table. So yeah. Well, Alana, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about the science, 
the power and the importance of being resilient. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hope y'all check out Equilibrium if you haven't uh, already and get started. You know, I can't think of a, a better time, you know, kick off first part of the year. We can start to make new habits and make new routines and implement changes in our lives. And, uh, you know, why not make resilience one of those? Start that practice this year and see where, you're, where you will end up at the end of the year if we start now, right? So you can make some exciting, really positive changes changes uh in our lives this year yes we would love to have you on again maybe a year from now we can uh you know check on the progress we're making thanks for coming on meq is is such a great resource dj it it really is it really is and right now the full meq program is available to all u.s-based rtx employees not including puerto rico but rtx is also starting to pilot full access to the app in certain non-us locations um and if you're visiting MeQ for the first time to sign up, go to getmeq.com slash RTX. It is awesome that it's expanding to even more people. And if you're interested about gaining access for your non-U.S. location, send your country and business unit information to the RTX Wellness Mailbox. That's wellness at benefits at RTX.com. And that at is a A-T, not a, not a little at symbol in the benefits at Ooh, RTX. Good point, so yep. I'd put up a visual, but that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> yep. uh, but even if you don't have access to the full MeQ app in your area or yet, um, all RTX employees globally do have access to Calmcast webinars and the Daily Cup of Calm articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are a great resource to begin to build your resilience. And you can learn more about them on the Global Healthy You site at rtxhealthyu.com slash global hyphen well hyphen being. So be sure to check that out. And until next time, here's to a healthy you.